Welcome, welcome, welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 23rd of January, 2019, and guys, the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 45 to 60 minutes, and today we're going to be talking about choice. So guys, how's your week, <coughs> excuse me, how's your week been? How are you doing? Um, what's new in your world? Are you on track for what it is that you say that you were wanting? Where are you at in this moment? Um, one of the things that I definitely say or definitely do, because for those of you who do know me and don't know me, I am a choice expert. I am a clarity coach. So I assist and support people in finding um, the choices that they want in life, finding what they want to do in life, finding um, the answers perhaps that they are looking for to their personal burning life questions, and that's what I do. And then I assist people in finding clarity. And finding clarity isn't like me telling you what to do, because I'm a true believer that everybody actually has the answer to every question and solution to every problem um, within them. And so what I do is, through a series of intrinsic questions, I assist and support you in actually pulling that out, um, in, in being able to, to see it. You know, one of the greatest gifts that I actually experience when working with people is when somebody has that aha moment. And it's an aha moment it's nothing that I've said that they are. It's what they have told them that themselves that they are. And so for me, that's one of the, one of the greatest, it, it's so gratifying when people recognize, as they say, that they're all that in a bag of chips, when they actually recognize that they, they are the ones. This is coming from me. This is, this is really who I am at an intrinsic or at an essential level. And for me, that's really, really powerful. So once again, guys, welcome to the show. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I'll be your host for a few minutes here. And I hope that in this particular episode of My Life, My Choice, that we will be rekindling our relationship and our understanding with the role choice plays in our lives. It's absolutely huge. It's one of those things that um, I, I have found as I listen to... And I listen and read. Reading is not just a pastime for me, but it's a passion for me. When I was in college, they used to call me bookworm because I always had my, my, my nose in a book. So reading is a passion for me. And as I have read about books and listened to, Audible is huge for me. Thank you, Jesse, for evermore suggesting that many, many moons ago. I listen to many, many, many books. I read many books on this subject. I'm passionate. I'm truly passionate about the laws of attraction, perhaps not in the way that some of some people out there who uh, teach it, some people out there who talk about it are, but I am really passionate about people having an understanding that it is the laws, plural, and not just the law. It is the laws plural, and not just the law. We, we've, been, we've been taught, it's really funny, a few years ago, I said to a friend of mine, uh, Heather, that 
what they what what they've been teaching over the last I don't know two decades or what have you. It it he's, it's almost like it's become um, redundant. It to me, and this is truly how I feel. Much of what's out there is absolutely br- brilliant, but you know, let's take it to the next level. Let's take it to the next level. However, what is out there is how, how, it, it's incomplete. There's an incompleteness about it. There's an incompleteness completeness about it. Um, but that being said, guys, that's where I come from. That's my vibe. That's what I'm passionate about. And I'm going to be asking you this question so that you can ask yourself that question. What are you passionate about? What are you truly passionate about? What are you passionate about? So that being said, today's, today's show is choice is the first law in the laws, plural, of attraction. Your ability to choose is without doubt the most powerful energy that you will ever control. Choice, much like DNA, are, and choices, much like DNA, are the building blocks that give physicality to everything created inside of you and therefore outside of you, outside of your life. Choice power upon which the universe is created. The first law in the universal laws of attraction is choice. It's a natural law. It's a spiritual law. It's a man-made law. It is, in capital letters, is God's law. You know, guys, nothing can and will happen in your life, good or bad, without you first making a choice. More often than not, our choices appear to be circuitous. You know, they go, they go meandering around the hills and, you know, over here, they just meander along or you, you take the long way round instead of, you know, going the, the, the straightest, you know, uh, the, between two points is a straight line, the most direct route, is a straight line. But we go all over the place. And so more often than not, our choices really do appear circuitous, but they're not. In reality, they, they really aren't. You see, guys, the bottom line is you've experienced and are experiencing what you are going through and what you have been through because of the choices that you have made in the past or choices that you are presently in the process of making. Now, it's really important not to get this confused with the feelings of rightness or wrongness because of the results that you have experienced. And as I say here in the synopsis to the show, you know, attractioners, right or wrong is an emotional call. And ironically, that is a choice too. The universal law of choice, the universal law of choice, the creative is the creative force that sets things, all things into motion. The energy of choice isn't a respecter of your feelings. It respects the action that you have decided upon. And that's huge. That's huge. Feelings and emotions, wow, they're they're huge too. They're they're, they're absolutely huge too. But by and large, as I said last week and 
many, many weeks, as, as I say on this show on a regular basis, our emotions are the things that actually get us in trouble when we make choices based on them. Now, I put here from a scripture standpoint, Genesis uh, 1 through 4, uh, now the earth was formed, excuse me, now the earth was formless and void. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And seeing that the light was good, God separated the light from the darkness. You see, guys, whatever, whatever your, your, your spiritual base is, whatever your religious base, spiritual base, there's one thing that I've found in all my studies, and trust me, as I said to you earlier, I am a bookworm. I like to read, and I like to learn knowledge, uh, not just for knowledge's sake, but knowledge that can be applied in my life. So when I say that I have read many, many, many spiritual texts, many of them the major, the major, for the major religions or the major organizations out there, I've read this. And this is one thing. There are, there are several things in all of them that are the same. And all of them speak about the power of your spoken word. Well, I actually chose this particular uh, scripture because speaks to the fact that before, before, the, um, before God, the Spirit of God, as hovering over the water, said, let there be light, there was a choice made. God made a choice. And then, seeing that it was good, and good is an emotional response, God then made another choice. And God made the choice to separate the light from the darkness. And there you have day and you have night. And it was very good. We have been given, we have been given the tool. We have been given the tool of choice. We have been given the gift of choice. We have been given the birthright of choice. We are the sole right of choice. Choice is something that is going to happen in your life, whether you are consciously aware of it and or not. You see, by consciously not being aware of the fact that you are choosing everything that you do, you can be swept along by life. You make choices based on how you feel. It's based on the rightness or the wrongness of a situation. You make choices based on you wanting to be happy and or not happy. But you make choices in your life because choices are going to assist and support you in getting what you want. You see, the universal law of choice is also known as the uh, law of free will. And really, this, this too is 
in essence, what choice is about. It's about your free will. As you've heard me say on the show, and or not, if this is your first time joining, welcome, welcome, welcome. And you're going to hear me say there are certain things that I say, they're, they're part of my repertoire. One of the reasons why I am, I, I call people like Nelson Mandela uh, a, a hero of mine. Because much like Gandhi, he understood or they understood that the only way that you can be imprisoned is if you allow your mind to be imprisoned. If you are physically imprisoned, but your mind is free, and you can really see this, I'm here to tell you, eventually you will be free. Another, uh, another um, late author that is dear to my heart is Viktor Frankl. That's another author who's dear to my heart. Man's Search for Meaning. He too, in his book, when you read his book, he says that he used his imagination and free will, free will to use his mind the way he wanted it to, without anybody bearing witness to it, to see himself. And I believe it was on Wiltshire Boulevard in California, and this is while he was in somebody's concentration camp. He also used his mind, and this is segue in here, here, he used his mind to see himself uh, with his wife again. And out of the two, the wife, the, the, seeing his wife in his imagination or choosing to see his wife, let, let's keep it on choice, in choosing to see his wife, exercising the free will that choice gives you to use his imagination, to see his wife while he was in, an, while he was in a concentration camp, allowed him to believe, to believe that one day he would be free. And when he was free, what would he do? He'd be driving down Wiltshire Boulevard. And this is what happens for him. The universal law of free will is a binding law. And it's binding and it's irrevocable. So this law is a binding and irrevocable contract. And it's a contract that you take out when you have made a decision and you have said, this is what I'm going to do. When you have uh, exercised your right to believe, this is what I believe. Understand your belief. Your belief actually is your choice. This is my truth. This is my choice. So, guys, whatever you are doing, whatever you are thinking, where you are at with it emotionally and passionately, this becomes a choice. So, the universal law of free will is binding and it's an irrevocable contract with the universe that initiates all that we do in life. You see, you can put lip service to something and not really believe it. You can, you can put lip, lip service to something and not really believe it. 
But when you make a choice to believe something or you make a choice to something and you're going for it, you're going for it 100%. You are vested 100%. You are throwing every resource that is within your capability at it. You're talking about your belief for it. The universal law of choice is a contract, and the contract is simple. The contract is simple. And I believe Henry Ford said it. Whether we do or don't is a choice. You see, guys, the law of choice isn't, isn't worried about your feelings. The law of choice, as I said, isn't a respecter of your feeling. It couldn't care less. And while that might, may sound harsh, it's very, very true. It couldn't care less. The only function of choice is that you make a decision. And you make a decision that is in alignment with your belief. Because when you make that decision that is in alignment with your belief, it will initiate these, this, this thing that you've spoken of, this thing, this choice that you've made. It will initiate the protocol for that to begin its manifestation process. The contractual agreement of choice and with choice states that we are bound by ownership. We are bound by responsibility. And we are definitely bound by accountability for all that we do and all that we don't do. Because again, as Henry Ford said, whether we do or whether we don't, it's a choice. And you are bound by that. I think that one of the most um, amazing things to me is, as I was saying about, you know, reading and listening to people, uh, listening to, you know, different coaches and they get up there and they've got the rah-rah speech or, they you know, you, you're reading somebody's book and, uh, you know, they, they say, you know, uh, you know uh, let's see, Ask, affirm. Affirm, affirm for the thing that you say that you want. Affirm, affirm, affirm. You know, write it down. Create your visualization board. Affirm, affirm, affirm. Do the visualization board. Pray for what it is that you say that you want. Pray, pray hard. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing until the thing that you have said that you wanted is yours, you receive that blessing and or from a metaphysical standpoint, it has come into manifestation. In new, in, in new thought, true new thought form, it has shown up on your screen of space. Pray, pray, do all of this. Speak those words. And all of that, for me, is right. All of it. All of it. However, what has not been said to you in clarity, and as the word they like to use or has been banded about for the last 10 years or so, in true tra transparent transparency, nobody said to you, you need to make a choice. The first thing you need to do in life is for you to be con consciously 
aware of the fact that you have to make a choice. To be consciously aware of the fact that whether you do this with awareness and or not, it's a choice. So guys, moving forward, moving forward in your life, it's about looking at you and the choices that you have made. Now, I came to the realization how powerful choice is in our lives when I had a near-death experience. And literally, I was shown all the choices that I had made. I mean, at the end of the day, as I've said on this show numerous times, I was 21. At the age of 58, or I take that back, call it what it is when, in about, in about what, six weeks, if that? No, I take that back, in about four weeks, 59. So at the age of 59, I look at a 21-year-old, and they're a baby. They're a child. So for me, at that age, I mean, what did I know? But as this, this mural unfolded before me, and I saw choices that I made from I was a child, from when I was a baby, and that, that within those moments, I realized how much cognition I had as a child, as a baby. And that my sole function in life was to ensure that my needs, which is a choice, my needs were getting met. But I was shown, and, and the dots were connected, or I connected the dots. I could see where I, 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 I spoke about, um, I want to say recently, I did, a, I think it was a Facebook Live. So you can check that out either on YouTube, Dr. Wendy Dearborn, or the, the group on, on uh, Facebook, The Laws of Attraction in Action. But I did Facebook Live, and it was talking about, you know, casting the blame. It was talking about casting the blame. You know, I, look, I spent the first 21 years of my life casting the blame. I, I'll take that back. The first 14, no, the, the, not the first seven, but the 14, 14 years of my life, at 21, casting the blame. Casting the blame. I took ownership for things that happened that were right. And I was shown that too, incidentally, because I usually speak about one side. I was shown that too. I took ownership for things that went right. I took responsibility for things that were right. But I never, ever quite took accountability for anything in my life. Hence the reason I wound up where I wound up. But the irony of all ironies is once a choice has been made, whether knowingly or unknowingly, whether with awareness or no awareness, you become accountable for it. You are responsible for it. It's yours. You own it. You know, guys, making a choice, making a choice 
can truly, truly be uh, a challenge. Not only because of the people out there or who you're dealing with, whether it be a family, whether it be uh, extended family, friends, uh, you know, work colleagues, uh, you know, the political arena, the religious arena that you that you subscribe to, all of the external things. Making a choice can be difficult because sometimes when you make a choice, you kind of know what's coming down the pike. You know what's coming down the pike. And then you have the other side of the coin when you fight yourself. When you fight yourself on choices that you should make. You know, guys, and, and there are many people out here who can actually um, uh, relate to what I'm going to say. You're in a relationship, and this could be a relationship with uh, a spouse, a relationship with a job and or career, a relationship with the place that you are living, the area that you're living in, you know, the, the, the city, the state, the country. You are in a relationship with the home that you are living in. You are in a relationship with the people who you are engaged in, the people who you, um, you communicate with, you sit down with. You are in a relationship with everything. And you know at a gut level that has fast become a conscious level on every level that you can you can perceive every level that you can receive every level that you can receive the information that is given you you know that this relationship really doesn't need to go forth however because there is a relationship and because you've got skin in the game, because you've got time and money vested, because you may feel that you're too old, too cold, too this, too that, you make a choice not to do what you need to do for you. And once you do that, you are locked into your contractual agreement. And invariably, that choice, no matter what, you know, no matter what self-talk you give yourself, no matter what you're saying to yourself, you know, we should stay together because of the kids. Stay together because if we have to, um, you know, like sell the house, we're going to lose a lot of money. We should stay together because, oh, we've been married for 45 years. We should stay together because you fill in the blank. I should stay in my job that I have because I'm good at it. I should stay at this job that I really don't like and I'm telling myself on a daily basis that I don't like it because I have reached to um, the pinnacle in my career. I'm the big cheese. And on top of it, the money ain't so cheesy either. But yet still, I find it difficult to get up in the morning to go to work. Your inner self is telling you to leave. 
You know, you, you, you're living in an area, and God knows, uh, when we first uh, came back to the United States, we were did a tour in my home. Woo! We were in the UK, and we came back. Uh, we were in uh, California, actually a place called Lompoc, or Lompoc. They would always correct me. No, it's Lompoc. Okay, whatever. I hate it. Okay? Okay, what you call it? And I knew it wasn't the right place for me. I knew it wasn't the right place for me. And as a result of that, and and my uh, my internal chatter about not wanting to be there and not liking it and hating it and not liking the people and, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Well, of course, it manifested in the body. And I got kind of sick there. I got ill. I wound up having, I think, a couple of surgeries there or something. And I, I got ill. But that was my body rebelling against knowing that I was in this place and needed to move from this place but couldn't move based on the fact that, you know, my husband was military. And, you know, you kind of locked in. The body will respond because I owned it. Lock, stock, and barrel. And I hated it, lock, stock, and barrel. That was a choice too. See, guys, your life, your life as you are living it, as it is unfolding, as it is manifesting, is literally based upon the choices that you have made. Now, some of these choices have been... Um, you know, like immediate. Some of these choices have not. Sometimes the choice that you made, as I discovered recently, when you were 18, you are manifesting the result of that choice today. And again, not making a choice, not taking ownership of your life, number one. Not, not, not making a choice by taking ownership of your life. Because I'm here to tell you if I thought that I was owning my life before the last quarter of 2018, the universal creator known to me within as God has illustrated and shown to me exactly what I've just said to you. That the choices that you make in life are the things that are going to manifest for your life. Once again, guys, whether you know this or not, now, I know I just got off topic because um, for some reason or another, I can't remember what I was going to say. Woohoo! I'm addicted to, and I do say that, I'm addicted to Perrier water. I don't like sodas. Um, I, I haven't drunk sodas in years. I mean, literally, guys, in years. I, I couldn't tell you, woo, I couldn't tell you the last time I've really had uh, a soda. It, 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 it's been years. Uh, I've been here for about 20, 24 years almost. And I can safely say that in 20 years, I don't really think I've had a soda. I realize that I like sodas and I digress here, guys, but this might be something somebody needs to hear. I actually like sodas and I realized it wasn't the actual drink itself. It was the uh, carbonation. I like the effervescence of the carbonation, so that's that. For you to make a choice, what, what, what does that actually take? What does that entail for you to be 
consciously aware of all the choices that you are making. Well, as I've been saying to people at the beginning of this year, from the beginning of this year, it's definitely important to start utilizing one of the wonderful laws that we have, which is about your intention. And it's about setting your intention. And you see, even that's a choice. Okay, guys, you're going to see how this rolls out. So setting your intention is literally you, literally you saying what it is that you are intending to do. It's almost like you saying, like, right, I'm going to get into this lane and I'm going to move along this lane. I'm going to get in this lane. I'm going to move along this lane. So to begin the process of being consciously aware of your choice literally means that you need to invoke the God's law, God's law, the natural law, the spiritual law, the universal law of intention. And your intention is about where you want your energy to be focused. And that's important. So you want to start being consciously aware of the choices that you make. Set the intention and say that. You also need to be prepared to make the choice to take ownership, accountability, and responsibility, not only for what you say and what you do, but how you feel about what happens to you. And then what you choose to do as um, a reaction to what you are feeling. So it's vitally important that you set your intention to be as honest and truthful with yourself about what it is that you want. What it is that you want. You see, choice, when you cut everything away, choice is, or choice, the energy of choice, is about setting the foundation for you having the thing that you say that you want. Now, we make choices because we want to make people happy. We make choices because traditionally we have been taught this is what you do. We make choices because we have been taught this is what, or, or religiously, this is what you need to do. We make choices because society dictates that you need to be this way. We make choices that go against the grain of who we are because fill in the blank. You are a powerful, powerful, powerful being. You're a powerful human being and you have been given the gift, the right, the inherent birthright, the soul right of choice. You weren't born into this life without having various mechanisms or, or various uh, uh, support modalities or whatever you want to call them. You weren't born into this life alone. You were given 
tools and skills and things that can assist and support you in the creation of the life that you are meant to live. You see, everybody here, everybody on the face of this earth, as the saying goes, is here on purpose for a purpose. We are all here to create and create in abundance so that not only we benefit from it, but the people, places, and things around us benefit too. Choice is huge. You get to choose whether you wake up and you're sad, mad, bad, the whole nine yards. Or you get to choose when you wake up in the morning whether you're going to have a good day, a happy day, a glorious day. You get to choose. Nothing in life has happened for you, I was going to say to you, but nothing has happened for you without you first choosing it. And guys, just because you can't actually see the process doesn't mean that that hasn't happened. You know, how many, how many of you can, can, can actually see the process of how water makes things wet? How does it really happen? You know, does it actually saturate a cell that's already filled with water? And then what happens? You know, how does, you know, a sponge really soak up water? To a degree, science will be able to tell you this, blah, and that, but any science scientists worth their thought after time they won't be able to tell you because at the end of the day they don't know and they won't know and that's bottom line they don't know and they won't know but they know what they do know which is a wonderful thing so sometimes you won't know and you won't know but what you do know is where you wind up what you do know is the result that you have experienced and from that, you can literally say and use your emotions to say, look, your emotions will tell you this. Your feelings will tell you this. You cut everything away. Yes, I like it. No, I don't. And depending on where you're standing or what you are answering to, I don't know or sitting on the shelf or sitting on, on the fence. And I think that's one of the worst places to be. I think that's one of the worst places to be, is sitting on the fence, where you neither say yes or no. However, when you sit on the fence, and whatever is going down, intrinsically, you know is wrong, then your decision is wrong. Your decision, your choice is wrong. And your choice is wrong, and I say that's wrong because... Typically, I say there are no wrong choices, which to, do, to a degree, there aren't. There are just choices. I'm saying your choice is wrong because what's going to come back on you is something that you don't want to experience. And while I just said this, let me roll here. There are no bad choices. They're just choices. And that's a fact. It's a choice. You know, when people say, yeah, it's a choice, get over it. It's that sort of thing. It's a choice. Your choices don't define you, but they can sure malign you, that's for sure. Your choices, they don't define you. 
Your choice is about you. As I said before, being all you can be, your choices are about you reaching your fullest potential. It's vitally important, and I'm, I'm going to segue and come back, guys. Oh, let me look at the time. Okay. I said this last week, and I think this, I, I, I'm definitely on a tangent with this. As you move through life, your life being of service. I remember a really good friend of mine, I've got a good friend, Tony. And Tony would always say to me, you know, you, it's important, Wendy, that you be in service. And I used to get so mad with him. Right, in service. In service. You guys are as broke as the days long, and you're talking to me about being in service? Really? And then I realized, uh, through through med- meditation, it's not about being in service because being in service for me smacks of being in servitude and that doesn't work for me. However, what was given to me in meditation, what I heard in meditation, that voice that I hear during meditation said, be of service. And I was like, Wow. And that was during the time when I was really having my experiences, really having my aha moments with word power. And that's another thing I'm passionate about. (laughs) You see, by your word, you condemn yourself. By your word, you will justify yourself. By your word, your life will manifest. The issues of life come from the words that you speak. The words that you speak come from the choices that you have made. So being of service, Two people is, is very, very important. Being of service to the universe as you know it and don't know it to be. Being of service is vitally important. You see, if you live your life, as I said last week, uh, discounting yourself, discounting others, which ultimately that's what you'll do, if you live your life constantly discounting, it's a life that you will actually live, a life of discount. Now, you might start out, you might have money, but it keeps flowing through your fingers. You might have health, but every time you turn around, there's something else wrong. And it doesn't even have to be something major wrong. It could be like what I've got now, a cold. You've always got a cold, always got a runny nose, blah, 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 blah. These things are telling you something about yourself. So, guys, when you make a choice, understand as you move through life and choices that your choices are are about you ultimately. But it's also about how you are going to show up on the screen of space how you are going to show up in life. And how you show up in life shows everybody the choices that you have made. In particular, you. Living a life 
Or should I say many people live a life of quiet desperation? And they really do. The reality is that through the power of choice and intention, that can change. That can change. As a man thinketh, I want to say that was Prentice Mulford. I'm going to have a quick look, guys. Who was the author of that? As a man thinketh. As a man thinketh. So, see, I know that's a quote. I'm looking for the author. And I believe that came out of Proverbs or something. Um, but I was looking I was looking for the book, the book. Oh, James Allen. There you go. As a man thinketh, James Allen. Excellent book. And as I do have it up here, um, Proverbs 23, verse 7, from what I'm looking at here. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. All right? That's huge. That's absolutely huge, guys. That's absolutely huge. And you get to choose how you think about you. And as I've said on, on this podcast a thousand times, do not become somebody's ignorant, somebody's negative, somebody's biased, somebody's racially prejudiced. Somebody, don't become somebody else's thought about you. Don't, don't, make them, don't make it true. Be, choose to be who you want to be. So as I see times actually running and passing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying this, guys. Everything that you do in life is based on choice. You are a powerful, powerful being. There's no, there's no two ways about it. You can tell as you look at the life that you are living now and you say to yourself in hindsight, whether you're lamenting, whether you are celebrating, whether you're laughing, whether you're crying, you say to yourself in hindsight, you know, I'm really glad I did that, or, you know, I really shouldn't have done that. Whichever way it is, and as I said to you, this is what everything boils down to, yes or no. And I remember having this argument with my, well, I'm sorry, I said argument. That was a little bit of a lie, you see, because as a West Indian child, you don't argue with your parents. You don't do it, okay? I don't care. You could be 100. You just don't do it, Okay? Even if you wanted to, okay? You know, did. So I was having this discussion with my mum. Mum said to me, no, Wendy, that's too black and white. There are shades of grey. Okay. Mum, I agree with you that there are shades of grey. But the final analysis, when you, when you cut everything away, when you cut it all away, mum, it boils down to what did you do? It's not about why you did what you did. It's what you, what, what did you do? This is the final analysis. So many people are caught up with, and, and believe me, as, as, a, uh, as, as a, a spiritual counselor, I get that, okay? I get that people, uh, knowing the why, knowing the why can be immensely helpful if you are looking to get beyond it. But if you are just looking for the why so you can validate, you can validate why the marriage went south, validate why you got fired, validate why you're living a quiet life of uh, uh, desperation, well, guys, then it's pointless. 
Because really and truly, you already know the why. So I was having this conversation with my mum, you know, and she was saying to me, Wendy, there are so many shades of grey, and yes, okay, I get that, mum. Some of those shades will have you laughing, some of them shades shades will have you crying, some of them, no pun intended, will have you in bondage. Some of them shades of grey will free you. However, what was the final analysis? You see, there are many people who are currently incarcerated based on the final analysis and, of course, how well their attorney was able to and not able to argue their case. But the final analysis is, what did you do? And being very circuitous here myself, this brings me back to the point of me seeing what I saw when I had a near-death experience, this mural. And it didn't only pertain to me. While, it, while I was being shown my life, I was told that this is everybody's life. This is not everybody as in human. This is every living thing's life, including things that we think have, have no, um, who, that are really inert, like trees. No, darling. Guys, if you've never watched this video, if you've never watched this, check out The Secret Lives of Plants. And look at all the stuff that's out there. Just go onto YouTube and type that in and look, what, look at all this stuff that comes up and how plants are able to communicate. Trees are able to communicate with each other. And when they're being over, over uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, they're being uh, eaten and you know, no, they've got built-in mechanisms to prevent people from doing that, to prevent animals from doing that. Because if you overeat, you're going to make me extinct. I have to survive. But the tree makes a choice to create this enzyme that will make you sick. And as was happening, I want to say it was either in South Africa or something like that, or Africa, you know, these trees were creating a poisonous toxin and it was killing it was killing some wildlife. And they tried to figure it out. Well, the wildlife were overeating these trees and the trees felt threatened because they were going to become extinct. So what did they do? Tell me everything isn't sentient. Tell me everything doesn't know. Tell me everything on the face of this planet doesn't have the understanding about survival and make choices based on it. So, guys, ooh, I, I went right off on a tangent. Okay, guys, the first law in the laws of attraction. If you are wanting to create change in your life, whether through prayer, whether through affirmation, whether through visualization, what, whatever way in which, or, or you're, just, you're even just seeing, seeing a coach, that you have just decided to make choice in your life. Under, excuse me, you've decided to make change in your life. Understand, when you decided to make change, you literally made the first move. And that first move was you made a choice. From there, the universal law of choice works so much better for you when you are clear. You're in full awareness of what you are doing. Set your intention Choose to set your intention to say that moving forward from this moment, this now, 
But you choose full awareness of your choices. You are choosing full awareness of your choices. And that as you move forward, you will take ownership, accountability, and responsibility for your choices. And that you won't confuse a result with having made a choice. Excuse me, you won't confuse your feelings about the result. The feelings of rightness or wrongness. You won't confuse that. Those are your feelings. Your choice is your choice. Feelings are emotions. Emote means to bring up and to express. Feelings and emotions are telling you something about the current situation. It's not telling you to make a choice. It's telling you to look at what's going on and then tap in with self, connect, reconnect, touch bases with self, and figure out what it is that you really do want. So then you can make a choice. Choice is one of the most powerful things that you have, but you have to set the the intention. They're the building blocks of your life. They are the building blocks of the physical life that you are currently living. Choice isn't about condoning people's behaviors. Choice isn't about saying that people get a whole part for, um, for bad behavior. It's not about saying that somebody who comes and they, they shoot people, you know, randomly at, at schools or, you know, um, in, in public areas, that this is right. That's not what I mean when I say take ownership of where you are in life. Own the fact that there was a choice that you made that put you on that airplane that fell out the sky. I'm not saying that it serves you right or that, um, you know, that, no, guys, you just made a choice. How you feel about that choice is a totally different thing. If you if you showed up where something went down that was negative, you know, you went to a concert and you were on the, the this twenty foot twenty foot high platform, and you you and all these people were on there, and the platform fell, killing all these people on the platform, and definitely the people who got squished underneath. What I'm saying to you guys is, it's not the condoning of, of, of a structure that shouldn't have been put up or wasn't put up properly. But understand that there's ownership in you choosing to go to the concert. And many people find that really harsh because they're caught up in the emotion of, well, I didn't know. No, you didn't. And we're talking blame game here. I'm not talking about condoning. Own your choice. I chose to get on the airplane. It's like I was in a, a casino. I went to visit my girlfriend. Or we went to visit friends, uh, Chris and Donis, up in, they were in, uh, I want to say, Backerville or something like that in, in California. And we went to a casino, and I was playing, and, oh, I was winning. I kind of win a lot. So I was winning. And my intuition said to me, Wendy, the ticket, and put it into your bag. And I was like, no, just put it into my pocket and then I'll go and cash it in. 
And I went into my pocket, and I believed to get a Kleenex. And whatever happened, I know I realized that the people who walked up behind me and was like, oh, that's an interesting machine, what you're playing, like any other machine, they saw the money on the floor. Somebody put their foot on it because I saw somebody else bend down out the corner of my eye and didn't, didn't twig until such time that I went into my pocket to go take the money. And my girlfriend looked at me. She said, oh, my God. And my response was, I own it. Lock, stock, and barrel. Not saying that they shouldn't have done it. No, they shouldn't. They were wrong. But my part in that was not listening to myself. And as a result, I lost my money. I lost some check. I lost a chunk of change that night. And it wasn't in the machine either. And, you know, you just go on. So, guys, as you move forward, make sure you, you, you choose and recognize that your choice is based on what you are wanting, not what somebody else has said to you and all that jazz, what you think you should be, do, should be doing. Ask yourself this question. What am I wanting from me in this moment, really wanting? Truth, honesty, ownership, accountability, and responsibility. The first law in the universal laws of attraction is choice. It's God's law. It's a spiritual law. It's man's law. It's a natural law. It is the law. And guys, you cannot get away from the law. You can't. Choose wisely, guys. I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. You can find me at the Laws of Attraction in Action.com. The Laws of Attraction in Action, the Facebook group. Guys, 